0: New digital technologies are driving a step change in enterprise business transformation. At the Digital Twin Podcast, we explore the intersection of technology and business. What should your digital twin look like? Hello, and welcome back to uh, the Digital Twin Podcast. Uh, this is uh, your host, Omar and Hari. Today, we've got um, tangible benefits as uh, our topic of discussion. In fact, uh, we uh, we talked about Digital Twin uh, Scorecard uh, in one of the early podcasts. I believe it was like second or third. Of course, you guys can go uh, listen to that. And today, we thought we'll take a little bit uh, deeper dive into it.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I be, before we really get into a tangible benefit, I mean, do we really, I mean... When we talk about tangible and intangible, I mean, can you give me some example, just a quick, quick example of an intangible versus a tangible so that maybe we can set the stage? Um, what, do you, what do you think, Hari, from, from an intangible benefit? What would, what would be considered an intangible benefit to you?
0: You know, one of the, the most common use cases uh, in the digital transformation world right, is um, predictive maintenance. With predictive maintenance, one of the number one things you do is you prevent unplanned downtime that directly connects to costs, right? There is there is loss of revenue because your line is down. That is very, very clear as to what the cost is. Right?
1: So it comes down to money. It's something that's measurable that that is captured every day, every hour, every month. And reported on, so no, it's it, it there's not,
0: something there. Yeah, it may not always be money as well, but it is. I think you hit on a point. Though, it is something that you are measuring, and you have a baseline on, and you have a clear cut way to get to get to that point, right? So, let's say for example, you know you have a predictive maintenance system in place, and uh, as a result of that, right. Uh, you may be uh, you may be potentially uh, reducing the risk of let's say your employees are going to have to go do maintenance on a regular basis or maybe even have to repair things right
1: oh so so in a sense you're almost putting on um, preventative maintenance I guess from a, from a, a general point of view it has tangible and intangible benefits you know obviously tangible meaning that your're you can measure by how much maintenance hours you run through, you know, throughout the, the day, the year. It's something that's measurable, right? What's coming up, whether it's planned, unplanned maintenance, right? Yep. And and how much risk of your personnel, maintenance personnel, is getting out into uh, an area that may be unsafe or, you know, putting more risk involved. So that's, a, in a sense, an intangible that can't be really measured, but it could be somewhat, you know, a benefit as well to the to the overall organization.
0: Yeah, and the, there can be metrics around it, right? Obviously there's a number of safety metrics, but uh, is that clearly connected to dollars and cents? It may not be.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where we come in with tangible benefits on, uh, where we see a lot of organizations really gravitate to where the tangible benefit is gonna be when they start a lot of these digital uh, transformation engagements or initiatives, because they wanna see real benefit um trickle out and like we just mentioned a lot of these tangible benefits can kind of bring along some intangibles that may not be easily measured um, it also helps uh, you
0: uh helps you from your your folks uh, going after you know flashy things and you know blinking lights that doesn't really bring you any any business benefits right so it's important <laughs> to keep us all grounded
1: well, in a good economy, people love to play with all the toys out there. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, the brass tax, the tangible benefit is really what wins the game. Yeah. That's what really takes the dollars.
0: There is all kinds of cool technology out there. And, you know, it is it is definitely one approach to go take that technology and say what problems I can solve. Right. But really what we we always do. Uh, Talk about is how how you look at the business issues and then say, what problem am I going to solve? How do I prioritize this? What is my benefit, business benefit? What is the tangible benefit? That's that's what that's what executives are going to zero in on. Of course, these other things are going to matter, and are going to be key, right? In in a lot of times, I mean, safety is number one priority. Even though there is not a uh, not, not just a lot of times, every single time, safety is the number one priority. Um, but but at the same time, you know, you have to look at the dollars and cents, you know, in terms of what value the technology is bringing or
1: to provide. yeah, You know, you, you mentioned a good a point there on yeah. tangible around safety because, you know, safety can be really measured in a lot of different ways from a tangible point of view when you look at, you know, incidences or near misses and, and how that affects insurance premiums year over yeah, year or, valuable, you know. Yeah. You know, the environmental safety, whether you get fined um, on emissions, whether you have good ratings, um, and and whether you have OSHA or other uh, compliance issues that may cost you money. So those are measurable, and those can be measured throughout the year. Um, tr- transformational projects around that can really influence the, the culture of safety within uh, organizations. But the other intangible side of, of working on safety Especially what we see a growing trend, the environmental safety, the green, the sustainability way of 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 a lot of young minds and a lot of the generations that are coming into this uh, workforce, they value that as a high attribute for organizations to come work for. So in a sense, you're providing – that's an intangible value that it's attracting best talent and top talent to an organization that may be focused on some of these things that is not very easily measurable but it's absolutely affecting the overall, uh, organization.
0: That, but you know, if you think about, uh, environmental, uh, benefits, I mean, there is a scorecard for you as an organization and that's, that's in the public sphere. Uh, now you may not directly tie that to a particular activity or, or a business use case. The reality is this is going to matter for us, for the world, right? Um, and and yeah. there is definitely a scorecard someone is is, is tallying.
1: You know, you almost have a view of safety and marketing and, and positioning your culture and company to the world, right? The the new way, you know, there's a lot of shifting for companies to have that sustainability, to have that allure of doing well to the environment. Uh, whether we, whether people are on either side of the aisle, and where we think the environment is, the reality is that. That it's attracting talent, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, and and we have to be cognizant of that, and uh, and really do our best to to really help the the overall environment in itself. So, that's where the tangible and intangible can kind of really get swayed. But you can really feel the effects of it. Yeah. Tangible starts the rest, but you know, obviously, you know, a lot flows with it that may or may not be uh, noticeable. And and maybe you want to identify these projects, right? Yeah. Which are those that are, have a strong tangible benefit? Uh, measurable return or KPI around it, but also follow through a unique intangible that, that is kind of not measured but really affects the overall organization. It, it could
0: be the other way as well, right? It could be a, yeah. led by an, an intangible benefit but has strong value from a tinge, tangible uh, perspective. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it does come down to somewhat of a balance. You know, you, you can't look at one without the other. That's the reality. But I think we wanted to talk about a few things that are very tangible um, yeah that, fo- that people are looking at today organizations are looking at today and the one of the top ones in our list is is energy efficiency right and cost that's of energy, big easy to measure
1: yeah I mean how can we do the same with less right
0: Absolutely. I mean and, and you know uh with uh, with all kinds of tools that that are available today right from from software to hardware, uh, you have the ability to to track the efficiency of equipment, track uh, the the energy usage, uh, set baselines, and and monitor in real time. All kinds of solutions out there. So that's that's fairly easy one. But what about what are the what are some others?
1: Yeah, I think there's obviously um, you know the amount of maintenance hours you put on the amount of downtime that's associated with. With inefficient systems uh, that that cause you to you know shut down production or not use your assets at a higher utilization, Um, these are areas where they're measurable. Um, But one that's really um, that is kind of somewhat you know looked at as a. I would say more of a quality uh, challenge is, is, you know, how are you making the quality products? You know, we we talk about the industrial IoT automation with a lot of, you know, we just talked about sensors and how that can give us more insight on how um, the production and assets are behaving that have really ultimately affect the the output or the quality of your of of the uh, the product. You know, how does that you know overall give us tangible benefit, right? I mean. We're making better quality product, right? It leads down the tr- chain, right? We're able to satisfy our customers, maybe even exceed their expectations, and maybe even reduce scrap waste and and fault, faulty product that is going to create inefficiencies in our production. So there's a lot of work being done there that's that that's really being measured because up to, you know, five, ten years from now, I mean, everyone was using a lot of Six Sigma products uh, operations and programs to kind of help lean out their manufacturing and production. But, but it really didn't address how they can do that in a real time basis to monitor that quality throughout the process. It was always, uh, an offline exercise that happened every six year, you name it, everyone was certified as a black belt and green belts and you name it. And they did one project that solved one little piece, but it was not looking at the overall picture. So that's a very big one that I see a lot of tangible, a lot of, a lot of work in that area.
0: You, you uh, uh, pointed out something there. Uh, now it is much easier to get the feedback from the customer, in, in sometimes in real time. right? You, you can sense the emotions of customers uh, uh, you know, that are using your products. And there's, there are tools out there that would allow you to capture some of that, either through social media, apps, you know, all kinds of things. So um, that brings us to another area, which is customer satisfaction, right? Mm. Is it is it something that we would categorize as uh, a tangible benefit? Um, can we measure it? And is that measurable in terms of dollars and cents?
1: I think i think this is one where we really grapple with i think a lot of people grapple with i think it's it's important um enough for us to understand what is the minimum metric that we can put around this right i guess the way you can look at customer satisfaction are they keep are are they continuing to buy from you right at the same level or more maybe that's an easy metric right that maybe has a certain indication that you may be doing something right right but is that enough to to measure satisfaction, right? We look at, you know, not just the customer satisfaction, but even in today's world, the new way of doing business with touchless buying and touchless technologies because people are afraid and the satisfaction of them going to a business that is not going to take, it's going to be old school and, and be, you know, causing them some safety concerns around this whole COVID environment rolls right into this and it, it starts to meld into how you do business with a customer and how they're satisfied and wanting to come back and buy from you. Right. That gives you one example. Right. But, you know, but how is there ways to measure the satisfaction other than dollars and cents? Right. Is there a way that we can get, you know, a, a lot of ways that that some organizations look at this is through a MPS a Net promoter score where they send surveys out and they ask for that, feedback from a customer to to
0: others right which is a pretty strong statement
1: it is it is it's it's a strong statement but you know that process seems very manual it's a very manual process it's mundane but is there a better way to do this so i mean this is this is where we're thinking about
0: that reminds me of app stores and reviews uh for products in the app store it's you know you, you go to download an app you look at whether that's a four star or two star or at a one point five, right? And you make yeah. an immediate decision right then and there in one view. It's like, hey, this may not be even worth downloading, right? Yeah. So that's that's dollars and cents right there.
1: That's right. I mean, I mean, it's. This engagement of podcasting. It's engagement. We're getting we're getting the, the the feedback right away, right? Even from us, we get feedback right away by popular demand. We see what people are wanting to hear. We we start talking about these different topics. It's a very similar approach. Um, you know, one thing that you mentioned on is is uh, you were mentioning on how people get that feedback, right? Do you ever put five stars on anything? Let me ask you that. I'm a I'm a tough reviewer, so
0: <laughs> I, I know I, I do give
1: I I, I give four stars <laughs> if I'm okay with it, yeah. like or I mean, if I, if it if it meets my needs. But five, I mean, to me, you gotta surprise and wow me to even put a four and a half star, right? So. But
0: I am quick to give, you know, two if if it's if it's bad. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. that's good that's good feedback right that feeds the loop to make the product or the service a little bit better
0: of course you want to give that feedback to them right and you're not going to just walk away putting two stars and and not say anything like you want to try and improve that take another second and and provide that additional feedback and we would love that feedback from our listeners right now like tell us what you hear what you like what you don't and what you want to listen to right
1: absolutely it's you know it's it's the two-star reviewers that ghost you but they keep buying Heck, that always throws me that always throws me off i just can't understand that it's like if hey you want you to be better but how hey just hey, get better I, I like the direction of where you're going make it better tell me how i can make it better yeah just make it better i, buy it. I buying up keep in mind just make, make it, better. it better
0: maybe i'll add some comments in there for you and, you know make it better
1: yeah so yeah so that 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 comes to play and and it's a tangible benefit by the continue the continuous um purchases or a business with that current uh customer or client. So that is measurable but but how can we get that more more of an in-depth feel of it you know through reviews and ratings I mean there's a lot of um development around that that space that mm-hmm. can really get us an in- in- in-depth feel. I think one yeah. yeah I think but you know another another area is is, is you know even with, along with the, you know, bringing it up again, this COVID crisis, you know, around supply chain and logistics, this, this is, this has been a key pillar of digital transformation for the last ten years. Even before this, what we see now is, is a big, you know, acceleration in how do we diversify the risk to satisfy our customers. So you can see a lot of these tangible benefits start to interlink into the customer experience and satisfaction. Right? right. Are we able to meet the demand? With the challenges that are facing us on the front end, right? So from upstream all the way downstream, we need to be able to manage these these uh, challenges uh, as quickly as possible. So that's we see a lot of of retooling, rethinking, restrategizing. How do we, you know, make make it much more efficient? You know, do we hold more inventory? Um, do we do we stay in a just-in-time environment? Do we have multiple manufacturing facilities outside of you know, our key customer demographics, do we localize the manufacturing? Do we spread out different segments all over the world? This is, all this today is being reevaluated. And how are they evaluating it? With data, right? Right. And the data might be dispersed, but what if all that data was connected? They would be able to see in much more of a real time and a visible way to see where those linkages are and where they need to shore up certain areas. And how they can make decisions quicker and more agile. So I mean we're we're seeing a lot of movement there, which is pretty exciting. Um, um, and I think for the next few years, especially into the next decade, we're gonna see a lot of developments and um, and movement around that. and you're gonna see a lot of tangible benefit in, in that space as well, I believe. Absolutely.
0: So there's a lot of t- technology advancements uh, that that allow for that transformation too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's out there so now we're just accelerating the uses of these technologies so it's a very it's a very unique segment i mean you know as we start to to transition from tangible to to the intangible segment which we can get into uh later in our in our future podcast that's where the the grayness or or the the decision to invest in some of these technologies start to become they start to break down a little bit because it's not very easily clear of the benefit itself and uh, I think we can definitely go into some of that um, on our future podcast but overall from a tangible benefit point of view tangible is a short-term right you're seeing results fast yeah. the intangible may be long-term that you may not see but over time right to focus on over time benefit with very little tangible yeah. is a very it's not a very easy uh, how do you say it uh, you pitch to your business, right? You're gonna spend so much money for a small amount of benefit, but over the long period of time, you're gonna see that intangible benefit versus yeah. a, a big impact with tangible benefit and little over time intangible. Sometimes so that's- also a
0: complexity around how do you prove it, right? Um, if you did prevent, let's say, a downtime event, how do you know it's because of the things you've, you've done as part of the transformational efforts or would that have happened anyway because you had the right people in place. Right. So, so there's definitely, uh, you know, certain areas of the business that, you know, is difficult to really connect to the effort that you're undertaking. And I don't know how much time we, you know, we, do we talk about, uh, uh, people efficiency and, and, uh, you know, the, the optimization of labor yeah so it's yeah i a think very expensive resource within the organization yeah i think that's going
1: to be one area too that's going to be uh heavily uh looked at um i think um um what was his name um we had a a presidential candidate that dropped out recently his name was andrew, was it andrew wang i believe that he, he 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 has a lot of um, discussions around automated tasks and how you know a lot of this in the future, a lot of these jobs and tasks will start to be automated and, and, and we will we'll start to lean out the workforce. There's, there's a lot of efforts involved in that space that, that really pose a lot of questions, right? There is a lot of tangible benefit to it, but to what extent? And um, we're seeing a lot of areas in that um, around, especially areas where it becomes, you know, safety and risk start to play a role in the human factor. We're, we're, that's kind of the areas where we start to see the bleeding edge of where that makes sense. Yeah. But eventually you're going to see that trickle and um, we have to be cognizant of that. And, and to be able to handle these changes or be able to adapt into this new, new world or environment is part of the transformation. Um, and I think we're, we're learning that today. Um, but you'll see a lot of that more in the safety and risk if you're going to go in and and you see robots that are automated, cleaning different um assets and facilities that are maybe high levels of H2S and and volatiles that normally a human would walk in there with a mask uh, or some ventilator that uh, you can avoid some of these um, potential danger issues with certain uh, people or certain uh, automated robotics. So it's a big, it's a big area of interest. um, And um, it's something to look at. I mean, what do you think? I mean, what do you think about how people are are going to be changing right because we talked about culture and data and how things are going to be shifting and it kind of ties right into this this uh it's a
0: controversial topic if you ask me because in general you know that's a discussion most people don't lead with because uh that puts uh people at unease is my job uh under threat right am i being um displaced um is my job going to be automated um or So but but fundamentally, though, it starts with how do you optimize your existing labor, right? Existing Mm -hmm. workforce. How do you get them to do things faster, in less time, safely, right? Um, But that's the fundamental goal. But in the process of doing that, like you said, it's going to result in many of those unintended consequences um, of whether that's, you know, reduction in force or reduction in labor uh that you know or maybe um redeploying them to different types of jobs Uh, you know but but andrew uh was talking about right how do you reposition them retrain them to do uh different types of roles and 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 jobs that are going to 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 reappear in 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 the industry
1: yeah so it's a very interesting topic you know maybe we should get andrew on on uh we should bring him on to kind of Expound upon that issue because it's a real essential core issue that uh, will be with us for quite some time. So we maybe we'll reach out to Andrew see if we can get him onto a, a segment and 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 uh, enlighten us a little bit of his ideas and ways. You know, it's a good idea. Yeah. So with that, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, brief overview of tangible benefit around digital transformation. Stay tuned. Uh, you can find us uh, at the Digital Twin Podcast uh, dot com. Uh, You can find us on YouTube and, and Twitter as well. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.